Hey everyone, and welcome to Wish Upon a Star, the unofficial Disney song by song podcast. This is Frodo the Lawyer, and we are on episode seven now, and I'm joined Woo! by my co-host Amanda, the That's unidentified her. person of interest. No nope. Amanda. But we'll see, I guess. I, I do know a lawyer if that happens. Yes. I am a lawyer, you're an Amanda, and <laughs> and so this is the seventh song now, and it is the silly song, and Yay! Amanda, do you know what what we've what we've done? We've reached the moment we've been waiting for. Oh wait, let me summon my goats. Yodele hee hoo. That's right, it's the yodeling song. We finally go, made go, it. We've go, talked about goat 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 goat. That's them approaching. That's the yodel goats. Yeah, they're coming. They're 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 clomping in. Goat, 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 goat. What what is a yodel goat? I don't I don't know what's. Well, those are my because I'm I, I if I yodel I'm clearly I'm not yodeling for pleasure. You know, I'm not you know some rich mountain woman who just yodels for fun. You have to yodel for oh, practicality and purpose. Oh. So I I called my goats to me. Oh, that that's what yodeling's about. See, when the dwarves <laughs> invented it, that that they intended it to be an art form, but maybe you've. Uh, You've taken it yourself and manipulated it for your own economic benefit or something. Well, I was not the first to economically manipulate yodeling, which is a sentence that I did not expect to say today. <laughs> Let me tell you. Um, I'm sure that the economic history of yodeling goes back much further than is interesting to discuss in this podcast. Yeah. Um, but yes, we've reached the yodeling. This is the song with the yodeling. Yes. Um, this is the, the dwarfs use the yodeling as the chorus of their own song. Uh, which is a silly song. The um, silliest of songs. It's perfect because I enjoy silly as just a general life concept, philosophy, and product placement option. I've never actually like used silly string, and I have some pretty deep regrets about that from my childhood. I feel like I missed out on something. Mm. It sure did seem silly. It, it seems like the kind of stuff that, like, if you just left it out and didn't clean it, it would, like, melt and then ruin everything. Mm-hmm. That's fair. I don't think you need to even wait for it to ruin everything. I think it just does that. Yes. Uh, and uh, I guess you have any uh, any thoughts specifically on the use of yodeling, like as uh, as a lyrical technique? Because I I think it's it, I mean it makes the song fun. It does make the song fun. It's actually not to steal any of you know Professor Frodo's music corner information, mm. but it helps break up what could be a pretty basic me- melody mm. by just bunching around jumping around a, a bunch of notes like yeah. hey you thought this note was cool here's 15 in either direction around it <laughs> yeah i hear you like this key let's explore every note available to us within <laughs> it it's just it's fun i i love this song yeah well this is an interesting song uh because it's kind of placed in the middle of almost the climax of the movie uh mm-hmm. if you haven't been following along we just listen to the washing song after which the dwarves then partook in supper with Snow White. Then the movie cuts to the witch, um, well, the evil queen, who then transforms into a witch and hatches a plan to poison Snow White. Actually, the last words that she says before we transition are sleeping death, because that's the uh, the potion uh, that the apple's going to be used to poison and kill Snow White. You know, it's it's disappointing that there isn't like a good villain song in this movie. When what was the first movie? Do you think that had like a decent villain that had like a villain song? When do we hit I don't that? Know. Um, is there a Sleeping Beauty? Does the does she have a song? 
No. Maleficent? No, she doesn't have a song. No. Pinocchio doesn't. Uh, yeah, unless you're counting, like, the the sly fox and cat in uh, Pinocchio. I um, am... I am not. No. You're referring, by the way, to um, Jay Worthington Fowlfellow. Sure. Who was one of the first friends that I hung out with at Disney. Like, they actually have people dressed as that? Well, no one's dressed as that, Frodo. They just have the characters. And you just hang out with them sometimes. Oh, right, 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 yeah. As I, you know, wink, wink, nudge, nudge. But um, in my early days, you know, when you can't be trusted to hang out with some of the cooler friends... Mm-hmm. You have to hang out with some lower level friends who maybe aren't usually out and, you know, can't cause conflicts of interest. And I hung out with Jay Worthington Foulfellow very early and had a lot of trouble with his cape. Yeah, well, I don't want to give away our next movie, um, which <laughs> will be coming in season two. But I think that Woo! Pinocchio also uh, had no other options and just sort of ended up hanging out with Jay Worthington Puffle Snuff or Foulfellow. whatever his name is. Yes. But here we have the witch. He doesn't sing. Uh. The camera fades away from her. It fades right into uh, another external image of the dwarf's cottage. We see the animals looking in the window. Something is going on inside. And it turns out... Moving through the window, whoa. Well, I have Evan Hansen for you. Mm-hmm. Don't know what that means. Um, <laughs> the Broadway musical Sweeping the Nation, oh. Frodo. Well, if, uh, if we want to do a little aside here... Um, I have a theory on Broadway soundtracks, and that's that you never listen to them before you see the musical on the stage. Interesting. I've, I've heard this theory before. Explain it further. Um, one is because I'm lazy, and this is a good way to like retrofit my uh, laziness <laughs> with logic. But the second sure. reason is because I think that uh, you know, I want to see the music and like hear the words like as they're intended to be presented, like in a stage format rather than a soundtrack format. But I'm going to cut all this from the podcast. I don't, I don't really want to. <laughs> um, That's fair. But the animals are looking through the window. <laughs> Something's going on inside and it's, uh, it looks like our friends, the dwarfs and Snow White have finished their dinner and they are now like doing a little musical. Number. Yes. And that's, that's what this is. Um, so it is interesting how you have this big tension, tense, um, a very intense moment with the the evil witch queen, and now we go to a silly song. So it's a, it's really a, a way of breaking up the scariness. And I, I do wonder if that was. Yeah. Int- I assume it was intentional on the part of of Walt Disney. To... Yeah, I mean it's actually interesting when you look at like sort of big like shows and musical numbers like of that era. The idea of like a big eleventh hour or eleven o'clock number sort of thing exists in this movie. Meaning, like, but right before we get to the the final battle, so to speak, we we have a big number. Is that what eleventh? Basically, yeah. yeah. Um, yeah, and and I, and I thought that it gives uh, when you watch it in that context, it does give the song a, a sort of interesting, like, foreboding theme. It's kind of mm-hmm. like you know they're all having their little grand time, but like you know, as the viewer, like there's like oh, there's another plan hatched to kill Snow White. I mean, I know we we've. I know that that happened right off the bat at the beginning of the movie. <laughs> so, like, if you if you're not expecting Snow White to be uh, uh, murdered or to have someone sure. attempt to murder her, you might be in the wrong film. But uh, yeah. it, it is interesting, I think, uh, how uh, the song in isolation, uh, you know, it's a silly fun song, but in the context, uh, 
you want to just kind of scream through the screen like, hey guys, like there's an evil witch going to kill you. Like maybe you should be hatching a plan and not just like, you know, playing an accordion clarinetophone (laughs) or whatever, whatever they're up to. Yeah. Unclear what any of these instruments are really. Mm -hmm. Clearly Rembrandt did not go for realistic (laughs) instruments creation. Um, But yeah, it's like very dark. It's kind of like prom right before Carrie, like, pig blood's everything <laughs> seems happy but then you know death yeah. uh, you mentioned the instruments uh what like, i know that there's i think sleepy has some sort of clarinet thing mm-hmm. um obviously grumpy is on the what what is that a, a i think it's like an organ. organ but like it's a like are there living beings in it like there's a little bird that pops up at the at the end at one point and and does a little squeaky high yeah note. Well, I think that was like a like music box bird sort of thing. No. Although, can I tell you, I didn't remember this until I like rewatched the scene. Mm-hmm. I was super into that organ thing as a kid. I thought that was the coolest thing ever. It is pretty. It looks cool how like um you know they all pop open and then the the sound happens. You know. Yeah. If you watch, and it, I you'll love know what when I'm he has to like. He has to like. It's like because it's basically like a big organ, but there's like faces that open mm. up. Like, as the sound comes up, and Grumpy has to, like, knock the faces' mouths back closed, yeah, like, yeah. make lower notes, and yeah. it's just like, God. Can I just say, I love this song, and I love this number, and I'm very excited about this whole this whole time. time. Yeah, I had I'm, a great time watching this. I'm glad. It's definitely, it has a, the most energy of any song we've had so far. Um, There's a drum solo in it. Yeah, yeah, I want to <laughs> talk about that. Um, uh, but yeah, it's definitely, like, when I was growing up, and it would, this was on some of those... Uh, you know, Disney sing-along videos. Like, this was always mm-hmm. one of the highlights. This is, like, a fun yeah. song. Which is um, weird, because you really can't sing along to it very well. Yeah, yeah, you just... That's all we can legally say. Yes. But, yes, we have... Going back to the instruments, we have... We mentioned the the organ. We have Dopey on the drum set. He has a little solo, as you said. Yeah. And it's kind of like a... It's almost like rock and roll, maybe a little jazz influenced, um, since rock and roll didn't exist mm-hmm. yet. Uh, right, but it, it kind of sa- it, it like really is like a pretty modern drum drum solo, yeah. which yeah. is weird because those influences just weren't in the Walt Disney Studios at the time. Yeah, I, I, I'm guessing it must have had some sort of jazz influence, but um, yeah, I think we could also maybe Dopey invented rock and roll. That would be a cool thing if he did that back in you know 14. 14- 50 or whatever. Oh, do you think Dopey's just, like, super stoned the whole time? Is that what this is? Uh, is this an official Amanda's Theory Corner, or is this just, a, like, a secondary theory? This is, like, a secondary theory, but, like, if he invented rock and roll, and his name is Dopey, and he wears, like, a weird beanie all the time. That's true. Yeah, maybe he... Yeah. Ma- his clothes yeah. are pretty baggy. Yeah, it's like, uh, you know, how uh, Marty invents rock and roll in Back to the Future... It, mm-hmm. He didn't really do that. Really, it was it was Dopey and Snow White. Yeah, um, yeah, yeah. Take that, Harlem. Yeah, one of the deer outside in the window. They're like, "Hey, uh, you know, Chuck Berry, listen to this." <laughs> Are you suggesting that one of the cartoon deer outside of Snow White's window has a phone to real-life Chuck Berry in the 1950s or so to share Dopey the Dwarf's drum no, solo? No, he has a phone to, like, 1400s Chuck Berry. Like... <laughs> well, why, why did Chuck Berry keep it from us all those years? That seems unkind. 
I don't know. <laughs> Didn't he just die? Did he? I don't know. Everyone died. Yeah. Um. <laughs> Did he just? Now I have to look it up. Chuck. Hey, hey Siri. Is Chuck Berry dead? Chuck Berry was born October 18th, 1926, and died March 18th, 2017. Yeah, he just died. Yeah, there you go. And his birthday is the day after mine. Oh, wow. He definitely was alive during Snow White, though. Yeah. During the movie, anyway, not during the 1400s. The 1400s. Yeah. Thank you, Siri. Yeah, the, the drum solo. And then there's a, I, there's like a little, um, I don't know, it's not a banjo, but something sort of like that that you see. A few of them play. I think Doc plays it at one point. Uh, yeah. He plays like one string of it and gets a lot of notes out of that single string. Hey, that's that's what happens when you uh, are Rembrandt. Uh, which one, <laughs> is, which one is Rembrandt? I don't even remember. Rembrandt is Doc. Rembrandt okay, is Doc. Okay, cool. Because he's the smartest one. Yeah. He, he's a... He's a painter on the the keys? No, on the strings. The strings? The string? Yeah. Yeah. Maybe that's why he doesn't have any other strings. Maybe he had to sell them all for paint. <laughs> He's like, well, I got one string left, but I'm just going to really wail on it. Yeah. Um, I don't know a lot about string instruments, but I'm pretty sure that's how they work. Is he the one that has the little solo that goes like... Right before the, hey, hey, I don't know. Yes? Yeah, it, 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 it's a... These are all parts of the song. Just listen to it, fellow It's a humans. really cool song. Yeah. It's delightful. I just... It's it's such an iconic moment of animation. Mm. More than the song, I would say. Like, the song, I was like, oh, silly song. Like, sure, I kind of remember what that one is. But then I watched the animation, and I was like, oh, it's this moment with the dancing. Like, when, you, when they show clips of Snow White in the world, it's mm. always Snow White with her hands in her skirts, like, prancing about. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and that's just like cool to relive. Yeah, yeah, I, I think that uh, it, it, you brought up the animation. Let, let's talk about that for a little bit. Um, yeah, I think it's uh, a very interesting and cool thing that they did having Snow White dance with the dwarves because we mentioned before yes. how how Snow White and all of her friends in this movie are more they're more realistic. Um, mm-hmm. We talked about that with the prince and about how his horse is more realistic. We talked about how she uh, was was made to look uh, more different than the other Disney characters of the time. And then how, mm-hmm. on the other hand, the dwarves, they are the silly, exaggerated features. And now here they're all in the same scene and they're not just all you know, sitting together. They're all moving together. And I think that's the first yeah. time we've seen that. And uh, I think it, it comes across pretty well. Yeah. It's really like... It's probably one of the first moments of animation that truly captures the spirit of what Disney like continues to do mm-hmm. in terms of like things that still look really good, but also like are very silly, but also are very intricate. Mm-hmm. Like there's a, a lot of moving pieces in these scenes between the various dwarves, mm-hmm. especially once Dopey goes on who's his face's shoulders, Scrappy's yeah. shoulders. Yeah. yeah. Um, yeah. Uh, and I think that, uh, yeah, you know, he goes on the shoulders, and then that's the moment when then that large dwarf being now starts dancing with Snow White, and it it looks pretty natural and and not at all. Yeah, it doesn't look off, uh, which it very easily could if you think about mm-hmm. the fact that like 
Dopey's head is like twice the size of Snow White's head, you know? <laughs> it real. I was noticing that. I'm like, yeah. man, like I never noticed that as, as unusual. This seemed fine. But now I'm kind of like, wow, these are such different right. animation styles in one movie. And it's very much like you see bits of earlier work in both of them because mm-hmm. I think that the that's Snow White's animation. And this is like more technical than I usually get on this sort of thing. But mm-hmm. whatever. It's super cool. The like Snow White's face is a little bit more emblematic of like sort of the animation of the era. Mm. And I think the dwarves are more emblematic of the Disney style of animation. Yeah. But they still blend together really well. Yeah. It's really cool. Um, I, I, I appreciate that. And um, other things about the animation, we, we have more of those little gags that we've been talking yes. about. Um, Man, $5 was given out a lot during yeah. this song. Whoever did that. I hope. Do you think it was just one person who did that whole fly sequence? Yeah, with, with the, you know... Dopey chasing it around with his symbol and yeah. um, with flying and sneezy or sorry, sleepy. Um, <laughs> yeah. There's, there's a lot of, a lot of good gimmicks. Um, yeah. I also really like bashful singing his song cause he gets so bashful, which mm. makes sense because it's bashful, but like he's singing his song and he like keeps trying to start the song, but he like goes all red and pulls his beard over his own face. And like, really who hasn't been there? When was the last time you pulled your beard over your own face in shame Frodo? Let's talk about that. Uh, can't remember doing that. Liar. Well, we've talked a little bit about the animation, but I, I want to give us a little bit of a historical background about, <gasps> um, from my J.B. Kaufman novel that I've read, novel, <laughs> book. Boy, we're going to be really lost in our next one if you don't find another book to read about the making of that movie. Well, if you listen to, uh, episode five of the podcast, you would know that there is a book about... Pinocchio by the same author that I am going to be checking out with my library. So I will be ready. And that's why, everyone, you should support your public libraries. Very important. If they don't have the book you want, you can usually request it and they'll get it from another branch. Wow. Books. Yeah. Super important. Dying medium. No, it's not. (laughs) Um, I'm saying historical background. Really, this is just, you know, the the behind the scenes making of. Uh, Well, that's pretty historical at this point, so... (laughs) Yeah, I guess so. It's um, you know, almost 100 years. <laughs> it's a while ago. Uh, yeah, so, so uh, Walt Disney wanted to have an entertainment sequence here. He wanted to have something to break up the the tension, as we were talking about. Mm-hmm. Uh, so they went through a few ideas. Um, it's going to be something with the dwarves being silly. Uh, the first song they wrote was called Funny Little Bunnies. Yes, 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 yes. I don't know what the heck that is, but I want it. I want it so bad, Frodo, and now I'm mad at this song that it's not Funny Little Bunnies. I guess I'll just leave it there then. No, no, I'll keep going. Um, The next one was Eeny, Meeny, Miny, Moe, which... Not as good. That was going to be each dwarf did a little jingle poking fun at the others, which is kind of... We get a little oh, taste of that. Similar. You know, you know, we got the each dwarf, we two of the dwarfs doing a little jingle, kind of like what we have here. Mm-hmm. The third one was going to be called The Lady in the Moon, which is Ooh. where the, the dwarves are going to act out a play. And oh. um, there what? Was, uh, there, there's also something called Music Everywhere, which is going to be in the same con- context that was written by Pinto Kolvig, who is the voice Boy. of Grumpy. But I, I do want to step back and take a moment to imagine what could have been that Snow White could have had a play within a play as part of it. Just like... I mean, what? You, you don't consider uh, With a Smile and a Sock to be a, a play within a play. I, I, I appreciated all of the dramatic uh, elements and development in that song. I don't know if you did. Oh, I mean, I was there. It was 
dramatic and developed, for sure. But just let me paint this scene. They would definitely have put Grumpy in some sort of some sort of dress. Oh yeah, for sure. They would which have been he would have super hated. sexist, yeah. Yes. And then also definitely a paper moon would have lowered from the ceiling. Hmm. And sitting on it would be one of the dwarves singing. Mm. And then another dwarf would be in a Cupid costume with a bow and arrow and would be lowered. Like, you know how entangled yeah. that one ruffian is low? It would be like that, but one of the dwarves. And they would shoot by accident some, another one of the dwarves, but, like, not in a dead way. Mm-hmm. Just, like, in a fun way, so it's kosher. <laughs> um, and then he would have accidentally got spun around. Mm-hmm. And it would have been really good. It would have been, like, a whole chain reaction of, of things that happen. Yeah, like, I'm picturing a very Midsummer Night's Dream sort of scenario where, like, Doc is like, I shall play the lion's part also. That's fine. That's a deep, pretty deep Shakespearean cut. We'll come back to that later. In other news... Uh, <laughs> um, Still not as good as Funny Little Bunnies, though. Yeah. Pretty mad about that. Yeah. Uh, the last one that was almost in the movie, and this... um actually appears on the soundtrack CD for Snow White. You can actually what? listen to the song. It's on YouTube. You can listen to it. I listened to it right before. It's called You're Never Too Old to Be Young. And that was oh. that was written by uh, Frank Churchill, uh, who wrote the ultimate uh, silly song mm-hmm. and all the other songs. And it's very similar to Silly Song. It has the same yodel chorus, except the there's a little bit more substantial verses. It kind of goes okay. like, you're never too old to be young. And uh, I have some of the lyrics here. Wait, let me let me find it. You can, again, listen to this all on s- the YouTube or on the Spotify. Mm-hmm. It goes, you're never too old to be young. When you start to lose your figure and your hips are getting bigger. Um, that's one line. Uh, Though your teeth are out and your whiskers sprout. And your arches give way, and you're never too old to be young and gay. Uh, so that's uh, very, f- f- uh, you know, forward thinking by Disney. And then um, <laughs> they have another uh, verse where they say, "You ain't got any fuzz on your dome, but if you ain't got any hair, because you never have to use a brush and a comb." I don't know. You get the point. It's it just di- it's that seems like an unnecessary amount of song for what this needed to be. Yeah, it seems like like too much words about how they're old and like. Are they old? Are the dwarves old? I I mean we've we've said that they're like you know thousands of years old, but like are yeah. they elderly? Like are they like right? Like is it like elf years where like you're hundreds? Right. Like are they like middle aged or are they like? I think that they're like older middle aged was sort of my impression because they're not like elderly because they can like well one they're not retired right you know which could be because they're trapped in a you know zephron fueled hellhole right. but also because. The economy might be bad, but, like, they also seem fairly spry. Yeah, I, I would guess that, like, in human equivalency, I would say they were, like, in their late 40s, early 50s. Yeah, I'd, I'd, I'd lean into the 50s just because of the whiteness of many of their beards. Well, I was going to say that as well, but then I remember this was in the 1930s. So the 1930s interpretation of the true real dwarfs that existed, um, you know, they if someone was, like, 48 at that time, they would be portrayed as old and gray that's true also i'm 27 and my hair's already going gray from the stress of everyday life and i didn't work in a mine so like yeah i'm not gonna judge them you just work in a bookstore and have a podcast yeah that's (laughs) boy 
I might need to go and just like reevaluate yeah. my life choices now. You just really summed it all up there, didn't you? No, I, I know I left a few things out. Um, I, I know, <laughs> but if you want to reference the list of things Amanda does, I don't know. It's in some other episode, but yeah, it's, it's not. We don't have the time to say it all <laughs> no. now. Um, yeah. So that was the the last option. It's on the internet. Um, it, it's very similar to this one, but then they decided, you know, we don't need a theme. Let's just make it a silly song. So. Yes. It's a silly song. It is so silly and delightful. Did I say that I like this song yet? I really like this song. I think you did. Oh, okay. So I kind of wanted to go through... There, there's two main moments of the song that, that we want to mm-hmm. talk about. And one is we, what you are, that we already touched on, and that is the dance sequence. Um, yes. Before we go back and talk about the dance sequence again, um, something else that is a highlight and that is the uh what i'm going to dub the rap battle between happy and bashful yes um so happy and bashful are our only two dwarves that really get their own verse um which like weird cut weird choice of dwarves you mentioned bashful and his his beard um the delightful beard he just hides so well in it it's like you know how like in the office when um Aaron like pulls her hair down over her face and is like freaking out and is like in the orphanage my hair was my room it's kind of like that yeah it's it's like his uh it's like his blankie you know like uh, like yes. minus um, yes so we've talked about uh, you know how he hides behind his beard but in terms of his lyrics in terms of his his spit and his flow mm-hmm. you know those oh, wor- yes. those words that that rappers use yeah uh, hamilton style here we go yeah so what what do you think of uh of Bashful's game. What, what do you Bashful think? Bashful pulled it out. Yeah, you... you like, li- he's like, oh, I'm so ashamed. Oh, here's my sick rhymes, and suddenly I'm Lin-Manuel Miranda. Like, it was great. So you like that uh, the image of him chasing that polecat up a tree way out upon yes. a limb? And when he the- got the best of me, I got the worst of him. I mean, admittedly, I didn't listen to the <laughs> lyrics that closely to know that there was animal murder in them. Yeah. Well, I was... Caught is up it, in the sick beats. Well, is it murder? I don't really know what that means. I mean, <laughs> they do tell us that the words uh, don't mean a thing. So maybe That's they don't fair. mean a thing. But I'm imagining he's chasing this cat up a tree. They're on a limb. And when he got the best of me, the cat got away. He got the worst of the cat. So yeah, I was thinking maybe that means like he got caught with his head in the, the cat. But who knows? Who knows what it means? It's it's actually interesting because when I think of like that sort of song where the lyrics don't need to make sense, it it goes back to like a lot of doo wop and scat bands who like what they're saying doesn't really matter. It's just like the sound of the words, and the one I think of the most is Rubber Biscuit. Mm-hmm. Rubber Biscuit is basically this nonsense song where they just sort of bow wow wow hum did it for a while and then they just like say nonsense lyrics shouted out in between yeah i'm gonna defer to you on this that seems like a, a like a good a good connection you made um i'm gonna still consider this a rap battle though <laughs> sure, so sure, i'm sure. going to but also everyone I'm gonna should now... look up rubber biscuit um on yeah. youtube i le- i don't i have not listened to an original recording i only know the blues brothers covers but they do a, it's a super fun song to hear so go watch that yeah so i'm going to move on to the the happy verse um so, <laughs> yes. so his verse is i'd like to dance and tap my feet but they won't keep in rhythm you see i washed them both today and i can't do nothing with them yes. um so 
so what what do you think of that versus versus bashful who 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 is who has the best flow hmm i mean happy's verse makes more sense just as like as a thing to say mm-hmm. not a lot but but like you understand what it means Right off the bat. Like, he washed his feet, now he can't Yeah, do I mean, anything. who hasn't been there because before? They're, they're I'm like, clean. oh, God, I washed yeah. my feet today. I'm done for the week. Really. Yeah. That's why I just, I try not to. It's just easier to just minimize the bathing. Um, but I think I'm going to have to give it to Bashful. Because he mm-hmm. pulled it out of nowhere. Yeah, and he, he kept us waiting. You know, there was, like, this sort of, like, will he will he do it? Will he do it? Yeah, because people love the underdog. Or the underdwarf, in this case. <laughs> this made me think, um, of all the characters we've seen so far mm-hmm. in this movie, who, and we, we've only heard two of them rap, but who would be the sure. best rapper? We, we've seen I mean, it's, animals, people, dwarves. We know it's Zac Efron. <laughs> that, that's the obvious answer, but but how about who, then who would be second place? For non-Zac Efron. Yeah, non-Zac Efron He characters. would win just by, uh, you know... By willing it to be so, but by showing um, up, yeah, because he does control the powers of the universe. But but who else? I, I mean, hmm. I I was thinking uh, maybe like that mouse that popped out of the hole, the 1930s mouse, you know. Yeah, but sure. he he had a little anger in him. Maybe he he could do do some some good good rapping. I would love to see the evil queen bust some sick rhymes about Snow White. Yeah. But like imagine like the white the Snow Queen is Snow Queen, yeah. The White Queen is Narnia. Different podcast idea. Write it down. But imagine the like the the queen is like getting all like fired up and she's like gonna cast a spell or something, and then the mirror starts to beatbox. Oh yeah, they they have like a nice duo going. Like yeah. he'd be the DJ. Yeah, and, and you know she does she does rhyme. She says the exactly. whole mirror 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 on the wall. You know, who's the fairest of them all, or however that goes. Yeah, or, imagine if that was or, like a sick rhyme. Yeah, because he could just be like Snow White, and she could be like, "Who's the fairest?" And they go, like, "Snow White." I am going to insist that you stop rapping. I don't put my foot down <laughs> often to this podcast, but I'm taking advantage of that now to just make you stop doing that, please. I can hear listeners, like, deleting the podcast from their phones. The no, 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 Frodo. I'm deleting the podcast from my phone. I'm logging on. I'm, I'm leaving myself a negative review from, from this moment. I just can't. I just can't even, as the millennials, as myself, do say. Yes. Yeah, so moving on from the rap, then, I'm sorry. Um, please, please. Uh, yeah, so we, we did talk about this a bit before, but the dance number is the is the other big part. You know, that's when the, once the lyrics are done, we go into mm-hmm. this, um, this musical instrumental section. Yes. Everyone starts, you know, playing their instruments and clapping, and this is actually, uh, it's another example of what I brought up in the Hi-Ho episode of the, the musical instruments uh, being played by the people that are in the scene you know the the music yeah. is all quote-unquote real you know it's um it's not some orchestra behind the scenes it's the characters making the music happen through their claps through their singing through their shouting through their their playing um and so we have this inst- instrumental section they start dancing dopey climbs up on top of <laughs> uh sneezy and puts a coat on it's a great coat and also it's 
it's one of the moments, and I'm sorry, this this whole episode is me, me gushing about this song and how much mm. I enjoy it, but it's like one of the first moments you can really see the influence of late in later movies, because when Aurora in Sleeping Beauty, and we'll talk about this in like a year, I guess, <laughs> um, like when she dances with the prince in um, Once Upon a Dream, like oh, that's right, the right. same sequence. Yeah, it's like an owl, does it right? Yeah, it, an yeah. owl, and t- there's an owl in the t- in the head, and there's mm. two rabbits in the shoes, mm. and they like float around. But it's the same idea of like creating a bigger human out of many smaller things. Yeah, is this is this a thing that Disney invented, or is this like sort of a an old timey? Um, I actually don't know. Yeah, uh, vaudeville bit or something. Like I don't think so. Purely because I think this would be a harder thing to pull off in like a live action. <laughs> yeah performance just due to it being not super physically possible mm-hmm. well, um, and, and it's it's since been used in the um uh, in i don't know if you watch bojack horseman um but i don't but it's used like all i mean the idea of like you know yeah. it's like oh you're just a bunch of crows in yeah. one wearing a coat right. like and if, if anyone who's listening to this like knows of the actual origin of this gag and it's not from Disney, please let us know because I'd be super interested to find yeah. out. I don't know how to Google like origin of people on top of each other in a coat gag. Mm. I mean, I guess I could Google that, but that doesn't seem like it would yield <laughs> a lot of results. Yeah, yeah I don't know. Um, yeah, in, in BoJack, it's like three kids on top of each other and mm-hmm. and, and they're dating one of the main characters, but like... Um, <laughs> Uh, only Bojack catches on. No, no one else notices, and they nice. you know, they ask them what what do they do for work, and they say business because they're just a bunch of kids that don't know anything. Excellent. Is that a gag in Little Rascals too? Maybe. Me, yeah, and that's that would have been about the same time as this, right? Little Rascals it was. I'm talking about like the movie. Yeah, there's like a '90s movie, but it's like based yeah. on something old timey, right? Probably. It, it's a series of comedy short movies from. 1922 to 1944 so it, it was oh. like and then it it uh they made a 94 movie so cool. yeah it's it, maybe this was a thing they did yeah internet friends tell us what the answer yes, is Yes, please we know at least someone's listening to this a couple other things that i noticed one i mentioned the hands clapping mm-hmm. there's a few continuity errors in this song and one of them is that <laughs> you see dopey's hands clapping uh, along to the music uh and you can tell because he's wearing green while he's supposed to be dancing with Snow White in the um, in his coat. So that was, that was off. Um, another just little note that I, I have is uh, so Snow White is very much, uh, you know, she's the one being entertained in this song. Mm-hmm. Um, it's all directed to entertain her. She's kind of just sitting back and enjoying um, but she does get up and like just sings one random really high note and is just like, yeah, she she just Christine Phantom of the Opera's it like a little bit, yeah, casually. But like, but why? Like, what is that? So- what is that note adding to the song? It's not like, um, I mean, like, yes, it's like in tune with the rest of the song, but it's not like adding to the 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 melody or anything. It's just like a note. She just holds. You can't a note. tell me that if you weren't part of like if there were people doing like a big performance in front of you and you could be encouraged to join in, you wouldn't. We, li- I literally know you from being in a band. Like, let's say. You guys were all singing like, I don't know, like what's some cool song that people like these days? Like, um, one two step. Yes, whatever that is. By Sierra. So there, there's uh, you know, someone singing this song. If I just got up there and was like, ba, you know, like that, I feel like that would not be uh, 
I feel like that would not be a good it's addition true. to the song. I feel like people... Yeah, I mean, I can confirm that would not be a good addition. Would be you jumping up <laughs> and going, bah... Unless we were doing Baba Black Sheep, in which case, top-notch addition to the song. You crushed or, it. Or ba 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 Yes, ba 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 That's what Snow White would do. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, yeah, so that's, part that's... of the gang they're like excited to it, it reminds me a lot of Mary Poppins actually in that moment like this is the other really? main way that I can see this song influencing through because it reminds me a lot of Step in Time really? yeah like the whole sequence on the rooftops where the chimney sweeps are like dancing and showing off even though they're like in one room here and not like I mean, a they were series on... of buildings yeah, I mean, Step in Time is obviously, like, cooler and better. Mm. But, like, the idea of, like, we are a group of people, it's nearing the end of the movie, we shall perform for you, and it'll be majestic, and then why don't you join in and dance with us and show off that you are cool, too, and you are one of us. Like, it just, like, I think it's just another cool way that you see this movie, like, the original Disney, influencing through the years. Like, th- this scene is what won this movie the Oscar, man. Like, or what got him the honorary Oscar. This is, it's just, it's dope. It sure is. Yep. It sure is. Um, I, I that pun is to make up for the rap battle. Um, you, yeah, you mentioned the um the Oscar. Um, that is something I, I had in my notes, and I've had this in my notes for a while, but I haven't uh, worked it into an episode yet. But interestingly, Snow White did not win Best mm-hmm. Score or the Best Song Oscar in 1937. It was nominated for Best Score, mm-hmm. but uh, 100 Men and a Girl won. So not Snow White and Seven Dwarfs, but 100 Men. And a girl. That whatever that is, that one, the Oscar. Well, they just they just wanted more men. Yeah. Which, as we know, yeah. has always been a problem culturally. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, that's that was the issue. Ninety three short. Uh, and then, uh, it was not none of the songs at all were nominated for best song, which is surprising to me. Do you know what the winner is? It's a very famous uh, song. Um. Is it? It's not Somewhere Over the Rainbow, is it? No, I'm totally lying. It's not a well-known song. It is Sweet Leilani from Waikiki Wedding. Ooh. Um, if you've heard of that song before, uh, you, nope. you win a podcast dollar, so just email me, and mm-hmm. I will not do anything, because 1000 podcast dollars is equal to one penny. Yes. So just collect them yeah. like box tops. You'll get there in the end. Um... Yeah, if, if, but if you would like to sing Sweet Leilani for us on the podcast, um, no. You probably no, no. can't because of copyright <laughs> issues. Go away, no. You're not doing that. Uh, <laughs> well, please send us an email. We, we've been saying that a lot this episode. Yeah, wishapod at gmail.com. It's a real thing. You can send things to it. Right now it just gets a bunch of uh, like emails from Twitter being like, hey, you have a Twitter, like, post stuff. Um, yeah, Twitter, we're working on it. Uh, but yeah, we would love some fan mail. If you are a fan and you like this podcast, we don't really know that because we only know, like, the three people that we know that tell us about it. But if you are more than three people... Wait, wait, wait. Frodo, we can't make us sound desperate. We have so many fans. Everyone's listening to this. And again, <laughs> NPR. But still, message us just so we can get sort of a head count. Yeah. Yeah, that'd be cool. Like, you know, yeah. be like, hey, I'm I'm Bob from Nebraska. I listen to this podcast with my wife while I drink corn. <laughs> <laughs> yep. 
it's good that we really try to reach out and not alienate yeah. our Midwestern listeners. Yeah. No, but if you do have anything you want to say, like if you send in a cool, a cool email and it's got relevant stuff, we'll read it out on the show. Yeah. Or if you uh, have something that you think we've missed, um, you know, we we've already obviously done seven songs. Now, if you think that we missed something, let us know. Mm-hmm. And yeah, greatness will ensue. Yeah. Yep. I do want to say one thing about the end of the song. The music sort of cuts, and we have the whole sneezy, sneezing bit. Yeah. I think it's a cool way to end the song, because I like how the sneezing bit it serves to transition the song from the song into the rest of the, the scene, the next scene, which is, yeah. um, you know, he sneezes and Dopey flies up in the ceiling, and then they all start laughing, and they, they start hanging out again. It's pretty um, delightful. Yeah. I'll transition right into my review, but I, I like uh, sort of the ambiance and the feel of the song. I like how it, it transitions us from this dark scene into uh, you know this this fun musical number, and then it transitions us back out into the reality of the world again. Uh, well, not quite because we're gonna have another song uh, within, <laughs> within five seconds of this, but it moves us on uh, narratively. Uh, I don't think it is the best song that we've heard so far, but really? I think I'm, I would probably slot it between Whistle While You Work and I'm Wishing right there in the whatever spot that is. Uh, I'll give it a B, and the word that it will go with will be, um, I don't know, band, Bandy? Bandy. Perfect. <laughs> B for Bandy. They... They make a little band themselves, you know. They're all there playing musical instruments, so it's B for bandy. They're a it's band. It's a good thing that the good thing you got that law degree. Yeah, well, actually, no. Just it's just B for band. Why would I ever say B for? Why would I say bandy? I don't know, but if you cut this out of the podcast, Frodo, I swear to God. <laughs> B for band, it's not B bandy. For bandy. I don't know why I would say bandy. I don't know why you wouldn't. I don't know why you'd ever stop. Um, I am gonna give it my number one slot. What? Woo! What is that, like well, nine, and I, eight points? Nine points? I'm gonna, yeah, I'm gonna give it, I'm gonna give it nine out of ten poison apples. Whoa, that's a big number of poison. <laughs> it's a lot of poison. Because I, I don't know if it's a perfect song. And also, so far I'm just ranking these within Snow White, not like mm. in terms of grand overall right, right, right. song worth. But like... It makes me laugh. I was swept away in nostalgia. I think it's beautifully animated. I think the song is fun. I don't really care about the lyrics. It doesn't get a 10 because of it, but like, it's fine. And actually, I think I'm going to readjust my ranking. I think I may have put Hi Ho as my top earlier. Mm. I would say that like, it's this and then one song and then Mm. Whistle While You Work and then Hi Ho is where I'm currently hanging out. Because I just, I just like, I just like one song. I know you hate it. Yeah. We'll talk more about that in the finale, but yeah. yeah. Um, so this might be a good time to to talk about the finale. Dun, 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 dun. Yeah. So our next episode is our season finale. We are going to be talking about uh, someday. We are going to be talking about someday my prince will come, which is the one that everyone thought was nonsense. First. Um, Utter nonsense. Yes, it's the last song, even though it should be the first song, and we'll put together our final lists. We'll. Uh, maybe have some other superlatives and things to go over from the movie. Um, Mm -hmm. And it should be fun. I'm looking forward to it. It's going to be awesome. Me too. We're going to do it. 
We're going to do it. We're going to post things yeah. and record episodes. Yeah. And... Fo- follow us on the Facebook. Follow us on the Twitter. Follow us on yep. the follow, follow. Seriously, email us. It's going to be – we'd love to hear from you guys. So this has been Frodo the Lawyer. This has been Amanda the Human Being. And this has been Wish Upon a Star. yodele hee hoo I thought it'd be topical, so. Yeah.